not right. She's here. She's beautiful. And she's 100%. Welcome back to the Buttonista Podcast. It's me, Taylor Miriam Rayo, a.k.a. the Buttonista. And what I just said about being 100% again is something that I wasn't sure was going to happen for me today. Coming out of a hell of a weekend, many of you probably saw on social media. We'll recap it here on today's show. But to get to 100%, multiple days after the you know first official summer party took place, I bounced back with a bagel from Placid Baker slash Collar City Cold Pressed. I am the most easily influenced person of all time, especially when it comes to social media. And when I saw a post of a Placid Baker bagel, which is a tongue twister with this homemade dill spread and a fresh, fat, juicy ass of a tomato, I walked my way over to Second Street. I walked my own fat, juicy ass over to Second Street, looking like a tomato in my red and my red J slides from circles. And Jack and I got the last bagel. And that took me from the 50% I started at this morning. Then I got to 75% when I got in there and I saw Jess, shout out to the owner, for this beautiful, natural light, wallpaper, fun, trendy space. The excitement alone of seeing her and seeing that atmosphere took me to 75. And then the rush of figuring out if I was going to get the bagel that she just posted about 14 hours ago before it sold out, an hour into the shop being open on their third day of being open on Second Street. And for her to tell me that we were going to get the last two bagels, which ultimately turned into the last one bagel, which was okay. We split it. Me and Jack were partners here at Two Buttons Deep and else, not elsewhere. No, only at Two Buttons Deep. We're not partners in life, in crime, in other things. Not Not that way. You guys know that. She said something very important to me. And I was already excited, so I was already riding the high. But she said, one bagel is better than zero bagels. And she was absolutely right. That one half of the bagel that I split with my partner, with my co-founder, was exactly what I needed to get into my studio, which is just an empty office today, with my Collar City cold-pressed juice, my Stewart's Shops Island Coconut Coffee with unsweetened French vanilla creamer, and of course, my Smart Water. Yes, this is a triple beverage recording session. So these sip breaks, they might come very frequently, more frequently than a normal episode. You can hear my voice a little scratchy, still in recovery. And this podcast simply just cannot be sponsored by Miller Lite. I mean, how could I? I had so much Miller Lite this past weekend. I lived and breathed the Miller Lite party tent at the Saratoga race course. We had the coolest setup for Two Buttons Deep. We did a huge party underneath the tent, free beers, free food. We had t-shirts. We had a contest. If many of you, some of you, saw me uh, try to drink a Miller Lite as fast as I could while unbuttoning a men's shirt and trying to make record time, I could have never won because men's shirts don't button the same way that a woman's shirt binds. And I totally forgot that, but I was high on life, thriving in the moment, 
many buttons deep already when I participated in that. Failed miserably, but I had to show up for the females. That was an all-male contest. They were taking their shirts off. If you don't know, the game is called All Buttons Deep. We play it at Two Buttons Deep events, and it's just what I described. You have to unbutton a Hawaiian shirt while simultaneously drinking a beer. So there were five buttons, and I wanted to participate. And at least I'll say I put on a great performance. I showed up for the females, and it wasn't the only contest I participated in last week. The contest I participated in before was not a contest at all, and I won it. I won a challenge that didn't even uh, exist in a competitive format. It was just for a good cause. But, of course, I showed up to Capital Roots for another Stewart's Shops collab where they're raising money for Capital Roots to provide more healthy vegetarian uh, options, not vegetarian options, vegetable options, um, eggplant emoji options, to people in communities that need access to healthy fruits and vegetables and things like that. So they called it the Hot Pepper Challenge. So I thought there was a competitive element where they gathered all these local media news anchors around a table and we were going to eat the spiciest pepper and then nominate two people to meet the challenge with us and help raise money. So immediately, I want to win. I love all things spicy. I have a wonderful hot sauce collection that just continues to blossom as I age and as I develop my my taste for something so spicy, I basically want to cry and ruin my day. That's when I know it's really good. So I went for the habanero pepper. I wanted to make a show in front of my idols like Sabrina Dami, who I was starstruck and I was wearing flats in front of. So I was so embarrassed that I knew I needed to just keep embarrassing myself. So I popped that baby in my mouth, ate the whole thing in one bite and continued to pour Stewart's Shop's milk into my mouth at such a rapid pace that it spilled all over my outfit. I looked like I just breastfed my first child. I had a big milk stain that required some deep cleaning afterwards, but I had a blast. I raised the money and I thought I nominated two good people to continue the effort for me. I actually nominated three though, now that I'm thinking of it, and Jack did not include the one person that I really wanted to do the challenge, which I thought if I blow this thing up, if I get it to the other level that they're trying to take this charity to. I want Bobby Flay, excuse me. I want Bobby Flay to do the hot pepper challenge with me and help raise money. We know he comes to Saratoga. He goes to the Fasig Tipton horse races. My girl, Eliza from Baker PR, shout out to Eliza. She said she is a friend of Bobby Flay's. She used to work for his people in the city or she was his people. So I'm hoping for a Buttonista Bobby Flay collab at some point in my life. And I thought if Jack included it in the video, we could have gotten a little viral type of thing going and we could have got Bobby Flay to meet me with the challenge. But instead, we went for two local celebs. We went with Rick Orlando from uh, formerly of, oh God, New World Bistro and Bar. And then Christy Barletti, who uh, is from the Times Union and listens to this podcast. So I think it might be too late for her to do the challenge. Kind of lost the heat of the moment, pun intended. But if anybody wants to do it, go for it. Just eat the spiciest pepper you can. Don't eat a bell pepper. This isn't ASMR. Not always sipping Miller's, but not actual ASMR. It's not that. It's just eat a spicy pepper. No one wants to see you eat a bell pepper on camera and film yourself. But everybody wants to see you donate $10 to Capital Roots. That would be very nice. 
that was very nice of me to say all that about Capital Roots, but that was the kind of week that I had last week. I was riding that high. Things in my world are going very well. Two Buttons Deep is thriving after that party. We got a lot of engagement. The Botanist is doing great. She's out and about. I don't talk about myself in the third person. I mean, my stickers are out and about. People are saying hi in the streets, at restaurants, at complexions. I, I Here, there, and everywhere, someone is recognizing uh, the work that we're doing, and it feels really great, and I feel like we are about to crack the freaking code on this thing and take it to the next level. And one of my first goals that I have if we unlock this new level of potential would be to bring the bi- bi-weekly, twice a week, bring the Botanista to you twice a week. I think that would be a grand freaking old time. Want to maybe try like a co-host of the week situation rather than like an interview guest. Maybe we test out some different co-hosts. I was a few buttons deep with some people this weekend that I thought have a lot of potential to come on the podcast and chit chat and kind of have a little bit more of a back and forth here so you don't have to listen to me. And someone will talk when I have a sip break. That would be huge because I'm going to take one right now. So I'm just feeling generally very good living up this summer. If you saw me at the horseshoe this weekend, no, you didn't. The party continued post Miller Lite party tent. My mom, the senior botanista, had a blast. She was looking good head to toe in Zara, a little black dress on, an LBD, if you will. So my mom killed it this weekend. We all killed it and had a great time. I don't know who allowed me to go out of the house, though, in that psychedelic uh, Scooby-Doo style Austin Powers dress because I felt so uncomfortable in it all day. I wish I wore something else. I tried my best to suck it in and pull it together, but not my favorite look of all time on me. I'll say it's a little critical, but trying to love love the body for what it is and where we're at right now. But um, looking back at the pictures, the camera adds adds those pounds everywhere you don't want them to. So next week at my track appearance, I will certainly be wearing something a little bit more flowy. I knew that was going to be out of my comfort zone, but I felt like it was appropriate. It was in. We did kind of the high neck thing that we've talked about, but not my favorite look. And then freaking Jet, the dog, ate my Sam Edelman shoe that I survived in all day. I should have gotten a gold medal for my performance in those shoes. The dancing, the walking, the stepping in the rain, the puddles. I performed a number on those shoes. It was the first time I really officially wore them because I bought them during the pandemic actually for my housewives appearance that got canceled when I was going to host three of the real housewives in Saratoga. It's a cool little night out that got canceled right before COVID started. So I haven't worn them, but they're like the perfect height. They were not comfortable to start the day, but I made my way through like a champion under no circumstances does this girl remove her shoes for anything except for one Travers a few years ago when I fell backwards when American Pharaoh was running. I think I took my shoes off that day. But under most circumstances, you will not see me tossing off my shoes and throwing on flats, especially after wearing flats last week around local news celebs. So that's not going to happen again. But what a great weekend. Feeling very good. Feeling amped up. And it's really because of that bagel that I had, the tomato, all of it. I'm feeling so much better than I was a little while ago. And I'm looking forward to doing it all again. And when I do it all again, I'll be doing it with Miller Lite. So don't worry. Do not worry. I am back at it. All right. I did, though, 
in my journey from becoming, you know, zero back to 100%, I recognize now I had a little bit of a blonde moment yesterday. And I'm wondering if any of you can solve the problem and tell me what actually I saw yesterday because I was, wow, that was very loud. Um, what was that? I think it was a dog. That had to be a dog. Very, very loud movements, but I'm okay. So last night I picked up my, I'm never going to call my stepson Carter. I picked up my child, I guess, who is, lives in Gilderland. That that has nothing to do with the story at all, except for the fact that when we turned like out of his neighborhood onto Western Ave, I looked in my rear view mirror as you should every two to three seconds as a responsible driver. And I said, holy shit, kid. I said, look at the moon. That is incredible. It was like this. It looked like a super moon. Carter said maybe it was a blood moon. I was like, wow. And he's not, he's 14. So he's not super easy to impress. We love talking in the car together. We always have a good time. But I'll say things to him and I'm like, I know he doesn't care about that, right? The shoes on Sunday when we went to the track, different pair of shoes, post the dog eating the Sam Edelman's, which I didn't really close the loop on, but he ate them. I survived all day and he ate my shoes. Threw those babies out. Wanted something more comfortable for my Sunday track day with Carter and his friend and his dad, obviously. And uh, I said to Carter, what shoes should I wear? And he said, I don't care. And I'm like, no, I know you don't care, but I'm asking you, what shoes should I wear? This is why living in a house of all men is challenging. I wouldn't dare ask my boyfriend which two shoes. But Carter is such a great kid. He takes my outfit pictures for me now. He just got his cell phone back. He's feeling good about the summer too. So I'm riding his energy. He's riding his bike downtown. He is like so bought into this Saratoga lifestyle. And I'm just loving it for him. I think he's going to have a great summer. You know, get, get himself a little toga girl, maybe summer girl. Things are looking up in Carter's world. But when I told him to look up at the sky, he was actually impressed by it. He was like, wow, I don't usually care about the moon, like me either, like regularly. But that's really freaking cool. So he thought it was a blood moon. I was like, it's not a super moon. That's I just did that, I think, the solar eclipse situation. But I knew it was something special, right? It was just to die for. Beautiful. It was big, fat, and juicy. Maybe today's episode is called Big, Fat, and Juicy. We got the tomato. We got my outfit from last Saturday, and then we got the moon. But do we got the moon, girls? Do we got the moon? We pulled back into Saratoga. We saw the moon a couple times on the highway. Like, I kept looking, you know, how when you drive, like, it's in different spots. So we were kind of keeping an eye on it, trying to see what it was doing. Then we make an impromptu ice cream pit stop on the way home before dinner, because that's what you do when you hang out with a 14-year-old all the time. And as we're getting in the car... Carter's like, Taylor, he's like, it looks so different now, the moon. Like, it looks so different. Like, come look. So I walk around to the other side of the car, and I look up. And this is like at like 8.30, I think, was my ETA on Waze. And he's like, I don't think, like, that that looks so different. Like, it just looks like a regular moon. Like, it's like three, it's not even three quarters, maybe like a little more than half. It looks like the moon, you know, from the cartoons. It's like a cheesy crater looking normal ass moon and it's not even fully dark out yet so I'm like okay like I don't understand like how this like changed so fast like it just seems very bizarre to me that you know we just saw this like immaculate looking thing in the sky and then now it is a normal ass moon right then I get home post ice cream which I did a chocolate nope coffee strawberry twist 
It was okay. I tasted more strawberry than coffee. Nobody asked me. But I get home and I'm scrolling on Instagram and someone posts a picture of this moon that I'm like was in awe of like an hour ago, you know? And they were like, son, is that you? And I swiped through the pictures and I'm like, oh my God, am I so stupid? Was that the sun still? And it was just like a really pretty sunset. And I'm like, Carter, get in here. I'm like, we are so dumb. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was just the freaking sun. So I don't know the answer still. I went on social media a little bit further. I looked to see other people's posts. I think most people were calling it the sun. But then today I saw something on Around Albany. If you don't follow that account, that's a pretty cool account. um, That said, have you ever seen the moon like this in Albany? And apparently today is National Moon Day. So I don't know if that means I need to like pull my pants down in the backseat of the car and honk at a truck driver or what National Moon Day really means. But apparently it's National Moon Day. So that leads me to believe that maybe my blonde moment was not blonde at all and I was ahead of the curve. I was at one day ahead of National Moon Day. Or I am simply dumb and I'm lacking vitamin D because I haven't seen the effing sun in so long that I actually thought it was just the moon because the sun has been M-I the fuck A this whole summer, which is unacceptable. Not going to get into another weather conversation, but we can get into an astrology space and planet conversation so we can settle this once and for all. Was it the sun or the moon last night? If you saw it, snapped a picture of it for the gram. I need to get your thoughts. I purposely didn't Google this. The Around Albany post just came up spontaneously. So that's the only reason why I knew about National Moon Day. But I don't want to find out from the internet. I want to find out from you personally if you watched and listened and saw the moon last night because you didn't watch and listen to the moon. Maybe you just looked at it. I don't know. Someone find the answer for me and I will close the loop with Carter on whether or not we are just two very cute blonde haired people with slightly blue green eyes or if we are actually not that intelligent. All right, that's it for the moon. That is not it for my Color City. Dragon fruit lemonade, very good. Very, very good. All right, wow, we're already 18 minutes into this thing. Whoo, thank you for being along for the ride as always. I think we will close the show out since I have a few questions here. Oh, before I get to the questions. Thank you, by the way, everybody who sent questions. I put a little something, something out on the Instagram story last night to see if we should start taking questions on the Buttonista podcast. I would love to do this in a more formal way. I mean, I know voicemails are something that people did a lot in the past. I don't know if you guys would call into my show. I have no idea, but we'll workshop that. The questions today were a little all over the map, but happy to answer them. Uh, But before I do, I just wanted to also bring to your attention, since you will be listening to this on a thank God it's Tuesday, that tomorrow, July 21st, is National Hot Dog Day. And I don't subscribe to all these national days, National Sibling Day, National Call Your Aunt Kathy Day, but I did just post yesterday about National Ice Cream Day. And I have to celebrate National Hot Dog Day because that is a day that is very close to my heart. I love hot dogs. I'm already brainstorming where I should go and get some in the Capital Region. Jack and I had a quick little debate 
if a mini hot dog would count to truly celebrate National Hot Dog Day? I don't know the answer. Part of me says I need a traditional like ballpark Frank on National Hot Dog Day. Like I need a full sizer. I need an eight incher. I can't go with like six mini dogs and get the eight inches like cumulatively. I need it. I think I need it all at once. So debating whether I do like a famous lunch or a Gus's situation, Waterville, downtown Troy, or there's this place called the Dog House in Clifton Park, which I've never been. It's the former Shane's Rib Shack. Uh, a lot of um, promiscuous Shen girls worked there in high school, including my sister. That's not a dig. That's just like all the hot girls worked there, and I was not hot enough in high school to work at Shane's Rib Shack. And it was bomb. They had sweet tea. That place was good, but my sister worked there. She would get me all the free food. Now it's called Dog House. I kind of feel like that's where I should go get dogged up tomorrow, but I'm not sure. But if you do participate... Please do. I think I talked about hot dogs like two podcasts ago. So clearly we are on a roll with the dogs. That's it for national days, though, for me for a while. If I did a d- ice cream a day late, I'm doing hot dogs tomorrow. I think I'm going to cool it on the national days. But July 21st is also the second best for another reason. Not the second best. It's just one of the best. Is that it's another month on my countdown to September 21st, 2021. Wow, 9-21-21. Something unbelievable is going to happen to me on September 21st, 2021. I don't know what it is yet. I have a couple ideas in mind. I know it's going to be a Tuesday because it's the day after my birthday. But I, anytime I see 21 on the calendar, I get excited thinking about the possibilities of how I can pe- play that song as much as I can. And that is two months from tomorrow. Wow, August, September. Time is flying, flying, flying by. But now we're going to get into some questions to close out the show today. Thank you for everything that you have done to send these questions my way. The most important one that I must answer first is that I picked a random picture of a pizza to announce that I was going to take questions because that is a beautiful pizza. It's a big, fat, juicy pizza. Everything's big, fat, and juicy in my world today. That pizza is not from DeFazio's. It is not from any of your favorite spots. It is from the wood-fired pizza tent at the Saratoga Racecourse, which is pretty much all the way to your left. So like the Miller Lite party tent was at the top of the stretch. It's almost like right behind there near the Union Ave side of the street so like when you get off exit 14 and you end up on union it's over on that side it's just a very no frills white tent with a wood-fired pizza oven and that was a margarita pizza from there that was phenomenal I think I had like half of that pizza in one sitting but that is where you can find that pizza a true margarita pizza which I'm trying to make at home on my uni oven my own wood-fired pizza oven and by mine, I mean my boyfriend's because he is the pizza, sh- he's the pizza cooker. I'm the pizza chef, so I assemble, but he's got to take the dough and do it on his own because making pizza is a whole thing. My next video, I've done donuts, I've done bagels. I think we got to go for pizza yet. Wow, this is a very food heavy podcast, but that's where the pizza's from, and that was my first question that I was going to have answered for you. Next up, we have, what is your number one staple piece? This is a great question. We didn't talk a lot of fashion today, so I like to get into this one. I'm going to go with 
a tie between two things, okay? Oh my God, I could do three. I would say my number one staple piece that I swear to God, as long as I live, I'll always have in my closet is a jean jacket. I don't care if you think they're outdated. I don't care if you think they're uncomfortable. I absolutely love the versatility of a jean jacket. I like that it's practical because you can literally wear it pretty much year round. You can wear an oversized jean jacket over a turtleneck or a fall sweater with a cute little boot look for, you know, your upstate New York cliche activities. You can wear a crop jean jacket, which is like my true number one. Ever since I found a crop jean jacket, which I got in Barcelona, but they sell in Zara and other places now, that crop jean jacket, especially when you're petite, looks great over a dress. It looks good with like a high-waisted kind of like long flowy skirt. It's just good for like that that late summer we're going out to dinner. It's going to get chilly in a little bit. So I just feel like a jean jacket for pretty much any occasion you can somehow pull off and you're not freaking like taking your boyfriend's suit coat at the end of a wedding or throwing on like a rain jacket. I mean, come on, anti-umbrella, mostly anti-hood in my life. I don't do a lot of hoods. Um, I would say my number one stable piece on the clothing end is pretty much always going to be having a versatile jean jacket in my closet. My like B team though is probably these gold hoop earrings. Um, obviously, we talked about the third hole a few weeks back, but I ever since I just started, uh, I like ever since I got my second hole, and now obviously my third hole, I just feel like the gold hoops, like I never change my earrings anymore. And sometimes I miss accessorizing, and I wish I could pop them out and do something a little bit different. But with the multiple holes, I feel like the consistency of the hoops is just better and cleaner than doing like a big busy earring and then having the other one's still filled. So maybe when they're all fully like matured and I'm not using the piercing Bogota uh, hydrogen peroxide format or whatever they give you, um, maybe I'll go back to being really crazy with my earrings. But I don't know. I really like the simplicity. I talked about that with Taisha when she came on the show. Um, just having some gold staple jewelry. I always wear uh, my grandmother's rings as well. And that's just kind of part of my gold ensemble that literally goes with any outfit from the fanciest to the most casual to the gym. Someone also asked me the other day where I got my necklace. This is my God bless you. It literally says God bless you on it. Um, and we know God has blessed me with a an interesting life, to say the least. Um, the next question is very off topic, but I liked it. Um, do you think unemployed people are like milking the system and it's time for people to get back to work? This is... A complicated topic. Also touched on this when I had the grocery store debacle and I'm sick of bagging my own groceries, which I think is very fair. Last time I was there, somebody helped me. Um, but unfortunately, as soon as I got in the house, the paper bag ripped and I ruined a can of uh, shrimp cocktail sauce. It was a bottle. It was glass. And it shattered everywhere and got shrimp cocktail everywhere. Um, I... I'm starting to really see the effects of this labor shortage that people are experiencing, especially in Saratoga, where now they've bulked up to heavy tourist season. We were out at Salivo Kitchen and Social last Friday, and the entire wait staff, like from the, you know, the hostess to the owner was basically apologizing for what they felt like was just flailing, like getting the opening weekend jitters out, not having as many people. We were waiting for dishes to get clean so we could have a glass of wine, like things like that. It was just 
piling up and I could see it, the looks on all their faces that they were stressed out about if they were going to really pull it off that night being understaffed. Great Escape just closed like every week now for Tuesdays and Wednesdays because they can't get enough people to work there. I don't think you could pay me to work at Great Escape either, but a job is a job. There's plenty of them out there. What I'm scared of is that when this extra $300, which I assume is still going on, I think it ends in August. When that ends, are people going to go back to work? Are they finally going to get it together? And then there's going to be like no jobs, like they're going to be scrambling. So I think for like, if you're working part time or you're in like a more adaptive field like that, you know, you work in retail, you work in the restaurant business, things like that, I would say it's time to get back to work because they need you. You know, they're incentivizing you with sign on bonuses. If you're looking for a career job right now, you know, I can see why you would maybe wait a little bit longer to find the right fit rather than just take the first job you get because you need something stable that you like. You're not just like doing it as a means to an end, but you're doing it as a career versus other kinds of jobs where you could do it for a few months and then move on to the next thing if something else came up. So, I mean, everybody has a different situation. I don't, I mean, I do know people that I think have milked it, right? That are like, well, I don't have to work yet. I'm making this extra income. But if you are doing that, I hope you are saving your money and not doing what I would do, which is like going on online shopping sprees and traveling or doing something stupid with the extra money. If you're doing that, you should seriously be throwing the money that you're making extra if it's really that advantageous. Hopefully you're throwing that to something more you know, profitable, like your student loans or something that's you're literally going to benefit from. That would be my recommendation on that. Um, next question. Thank you. What makes me most proud about living in upstate New York? That is a great question. I think there's a few things on this as well. So I think what makes me most proud about living in upstate New York is the opportunity that we all have to create like a very balanced life, you know, like being it's so cliche, getting in the car, being able to drive to Target versus like getting on the subway and trying to carry your groceries up a flight of stairs and all that kind of stuff. Like we have this opportunity here to have not just work life balance, but like a true life balance. And we have opportunity to create our own thing, kind of not have to fear like judgment or failure as much because people are generally supportive here, like what other people are doing. And there's fewer risks and barriers to entry than if you were going to go do your own thing somewhere much bigger um, and more metropolitan than where they are. So that makes me proud that like we can all in our own ways and our own fields and all the things that we do, we can all ultimately reach that potential because of this area and the landscape of what we have not only like physically geographically with you know mountains one way mountains the other way we have the airport close by we have all these resources that we can use to our advantage but also still live this balanced life where you know things aren't skyrocketing out of control and things are generally I guess affordable unless you're on unemployment and then in that case you should get a job um but I think there's just a lot of opportunity here and potential and that is what keeps me here versus feeling like I gotta get up and I'm itching to move um what makes me personally proud is that I can survive winter every year and I finally have sucked it up and I can clean my own car off from snow that makes me feel very 
proud that after 27.77777 years of life living upstate, that I have the proper snow brush and equipment and tools to clean off my car if help is not easily available to me. Um, and I'm proud that I have a garage because I don't have to do that this year. That's exciting. I'm still not going to shovel though. All right, this is the next question. Number five. This is the last question as well for now. What if I was alive when there was no social media, what do I think I would be doing? So loaded question, right? Because I'm not thinking that this person wants me to go back in time to the Victorian era where I would be churning butter or popping out babies. But first of all, there really was not that much social media when I was alive. I mean, I'm not talking about like AIM and MySpace. I mean, like I went to my senior prom and I think Instagram hadn't been invented yet or we hadn't been using it yet. So I do feel privileged that I had high school memories that were not captured on social media. Like we had obviously digital cameras and stuff that made its way to Facebook, but Instagram especially, I guess we had Twitter and everything, but I think not having Instagram especially for me in high school, and I don't think there was Snapchat either, I feel like I had so much more like unique, authentic, like fully hands-on memorable experiences, memories with friends and classmates and things like that because we didn't have that attachment to our phones. I mean, a lot of us had Razor phones and Envies and um, what was that? Oh, T-Mobile Sidekicks. Those were so cool. Most of us had those throughout the end of high school and didn't really get iPhones until the end of high school or college. So I do that's a kind of a tangent, but on social media, I'm glad that I had part of my like childhood life without it being so um, integrated as it is today. What do I think I would be doing if there's no social media? Um, if you asked me when I was like four, I think I wanted to be a supermodel, which we know that's not going to happen. I'm 4'11". I wanted to be Judge Judy for a long time. I think that would be great for me. I still want to be Judge Judy. So if I wasn't doing this even now, I think it would be great to do Judge Judy. Talk about too pretty to work. She works like 48 days a year and makes like $50 million. She's got a net worth like a mother effer. Um, I would love to be Judge Judy. I also wanted to be Judge Trudy, who is the Amanda Show character that was like a spoof on Judge Judy where the Dancing Lobsters came out. So... That's an option still. Um, I wanted to be president for a short time. I hate and regret to inform you that I will not be running for president at any point in my life. Just don't think I have what it takes. Would love to bring that fashion back into the White House, but policy, politics, none of that is really uh, my world that I engage in. Um, but honestly, joking aside of what my childhood aspirations were, by the way, never wanted to be a vet never wanted to be a marine biologist. Any of the things that every kid wants to be, I did not want to be them at all. Did not want to do that. I think I would probably still be in entertainment in some way. I think I would probably have either gone a traditional journalist route. Obviously, I still do some of that, but I think I would have tried to be a, a writer. I did poetry writing at one point in college. I did the New York State Writers Institute. I was really into trying to get my some sort of writing career going. I don't think I could ever write a full-length book, but I loved poetry. I think that could be cool for me in another world. Or maybe, maybe traditional broadcast. You know, maybe I would have been like a news anchor. I don't think so. But I've always been very clear that my my things I would do would be outward-facing and would be 
using this beautiful, sophisticated, not lost at all voice of mine to communicate some message of some sort to some people or my typing fingers that did not make it through a night at the horseshoe without getting my ANC bruised and battered, which is no surprise at all. Um, Just another question I have to point out, Ashley, if you're listening, uh, I posted a few months ago about my crush on George W. Bush, which when I posted about that, I could not believe how many DMs I got of people saying they too have a crush on George W. Bush. I don't know if that's that he has become more back in the mix of of social media, speaking of, with Jenna Bush being on the Today Show and things like that. But a lot of people were like, no, I have a crush on him too. And I've been known for my Kevin Spacey crushes, my crushes of other maybe questionable Matt Lauer, let's not talk about it. Um, But... People like George W. Bush, but nobody as much as Ashley from formerly Cookie Therapy. Now she works with Metabolic. She recently got engaged, and I don't know if I'm like outing her, but like she's basically trying to acquire a George W. Bush painting because he has this like painting side hustle. And she's gone so far as to put her new fiance like on the hunt for some sort of George W. Bush original artwork. And I think. Based on our conversations, Ashley, I think you're inviting me along for the ride. So she asked me, what would I do for a George W. Bush painting? Um, What would I do for it? Let's just answer it, I guess. It's not even a comment. What would I do for an original George W. Bush painting? That's a very unique question. I'm glad I put this out there to the world. I mean... Would I steal it? Would I do a heist? Like, maybe. Like, what was that movie with, like, Mindy Kaling and all the other girl bosses? Like, I think they did a jewelry heist. I I don't know the name of it. I don't really watch movies. But, I mean, maybe I would try to steal it. But I would do it, like, I would, like, pretend that I was, like, his, like, flower girl. Like, I was, like, lawn maintenance or something. So I would have an outfit, you know. Maybe I could be fashion place knocking on his door. But I would find my way into the mix, very much like my mom did with Dorinda's family at the other Housewives event at Saratoga National. My mom just slowly infiltrated the Dorinda family and friend group, you know, to the point where I truly thought she was going to get invited to like the vineyard with them or something. So my approach would be definitely a little bit more of, like, a slow roll with GWB and eventually we would start talking about interior design and artwork and you know some of the things that I've put together in my home and I would say like you know maybe it would be an easier route to get an original commissioned painting from him so like he would do something for me so I'm like oh I have this you know this wall that I'm looking to fill what can you do for me George versus trying to acquire a painting that he's already done I think Ashley is going to get there. I think she's going to get a, an, a work of art that's already been produced. But I would try to get to know him. I would try to ease my way into the painting. If I could pull off a successful Girl Squad style heist, like TP night at the night before uh, homecoming with the cheerleading squad, I'm thinking something like that. I could probably do that. People love heists. That would be great content. That would be like a great thing to do if you could be successful at it. But I love him so much and I crush on him and I love Jenna Bush Hager. I think I'd have to do it politely so that I could like get to know all of them and I could become part of their circle. So that's the answer to that question. Um, There's obviously a lot of other things I could do to get the painting, but I'm not going to do them. And that was no reference to literally anything at all. 
I just feel like I could find a way to get it. But anyway, we're just at the 40-minute mark. That sounds like a good, comfortable mark for me so that I will have a voice for next week's show. And if things are going the way they're going, we are going to have plenty more things to talk about. If you like the Buttonista, if you love her, if you hate her, me, 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 like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast. Um, there's many different things you can do on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to get up to speed with the Buttonista. Every freaking Tuesday, I will not leave you hanging. I will always be 100% for you. And I will always answer your questions, whether they're about pizza or former presidents. See you next Tuesday, my girls. 